0: nutrition, gut health, mental health, hormones, and so much more. These are their roles in sustainable weight management. So I scoured the globe of top experts in fitness, health, and weight loss to bring to you this podcast. So take a seat. And enjoy the ride. So, welcome back to the Matter of Remind Experience. I'm your host, master trainer and weight management expert, Narado Zico Powell. And today I have for you the knowledgeable Kimberly Pearson NBC HWC. She's going to explain that to you. I'm not even going to try, but she's a board certified wellness coach. And I love to have people on the show that are not only qualified, but have experienced, have gone through it themselves and they can explain to you the, the things that you need to do and the things that they have experienced. And this is what you're going to get out of the interview with Kimberly today. But today we're going to talk mainly about the carnivore diet, because, see, she went from 260 pounds to 160 pounds. That's 100 pounds. I struggle with math sometimes, so I'm just making it easy for everybody, body, right? That's over 100 pounds. 260 to 160 through the carnivore diet and primal eating. And in this episode, the hack at the end is going to be tips to begin a carnivore diet. So if you're interested in a carnivore diet, or just low carb in general, or you know what, you're at a plateau, you want to talk about weight loss, weight management, stick around because Kimberly has a lot of information for us today. And with that being said, let's welcome her to the show. Hey, Kimberly, how are you doing?
1: I'm doing well. How are you?
0: I'm great. Great. Thank you so much. Thank you for being here. And with that being said, tell my audience about yourself.
1: So, my name is Kimberly Pearson. I am a board certified wellness uh, coach, and I deal a lot with nutrition and weight loss and getting people to break bad habits that lead to metabolic disorders, autoimmune disease, and getting people off track from where they want to be to reach their goals of ultimate health.
0: I love it. I love it. simple and to the point, right? simple and to the point and you said uh, metabolic, metabolic um, disease, metabolic syndrome around when we were talking about that, it's, I think there's a study that I read, I want to say last month, and it says over 80% of Americans are not metabolically healthy. And I believe that, yes, <laughs> that's, that's crazy, right? I mean, even if we don't get to the point of metabolic syndrome, just be metabolically healthy in general is an Mm -hmm. issue. Why so many of us are overweight? Because we're not metabolically healthy. Then you throw in being insulin resistant, because most people are overweight or insulin resistant. Then we know we're talking about pre-diabetic, be diabetic. Then we talk about hypothyroidism and all these other factors that impact when we're having chronic inflammation and oxidative stress, right? So all these things is what you bring in your practice, which I think is huge and very important. So again, thank you for being here and thank you for addressing carnivore diet which is something that a lot of people do not know enough about. And with that being said, my next question to you, Miss Kimberly, what is the carnivore diet?
1: That is a fabulous question. Um, That's kind of one of those questions where if you have a room full of people following the carnivore diet and you ask them, what is the carnivore diet, you're going to get a whole bunch of different answers. Generally, I like to define the carnivore diet as a meat-based diet. You focus on animal foods. There are very little, if any, plants involved. So no vegetables, no fruit. Uh, Some people do choose to include fruit and honey and coffee in their diet, depending on what their goals are and how they individually tolerate those foods. Um, But for me personally, I try really hard to stay strict as I have found that my body does not respond well to cellulose, plant fiber, uh, some of the anti-nutrients that are found in plants like oxalates, glycoalkaloids, uh, cyanoglycosides, things like that. Um, And that is just the way that my body likes to eat. And so that's that's the way I live my life.
0: I think Honestly, a lot of people's bodies do not respond well to these, but the 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 issue comes in is that we've been told for a long time, eat your fruits and vegetables. Yes. Now, I'm not going to bastardize it. I'm not going to say I don't eat fruits and vegetables, but I would say that I'm more of a carnivore than anything else. Um, mainly the more meat I'm way more meat based, especially the yeah. way it, it, me training it makes I feel better. Mm-hmm. Um, I was talking to someone the other day and I don't have any scientific reason. And you may have the science behind this cause I really don't know, but I told her, I said, you know what, when I'm in ketosis, I, uh, I don't fart or if I do really like my, when I, when I eat plant foods, my body feels different. And my understanding of that, it comes down to the anti-nutrients. And cause if you're eating a lot, of, especially grains, you may experience bloating and other issues that may cause it. So, um, and also I told her too, I said, when I'm in uh when I'm in ketosis, I don't get constipated. Now, people will think, oh, you eat meat, you're going to get constipated. Well, not really. So yeah, it's uh, carnivore diet can be beneficial, especially if you need to heal a leaky gut, um, especially if you need to reduce inflammation, oxidative stress, because you know we know that d- fats use different pathways and carbs, and I've talked about it on my show. I'm not going to get into that. So again, thank you so much for being here, because we- we're going to dive deeper into this. But I'm also, I'm really interested in your journey first. What made you interested in the carnivore diet?
1: So to fully answer what made me want to do the carnivore diet, um, it's probably best if we take it back to around 2006. I was a collegiate volleyball athlete at Texas State University, And I ended up sustaining a career-ending knee injury, as so many young women do who play college sports. And I became completely sedentary, but did not change the way that I was eating. And so at that time, I was on a very high-carb, moderate-protein, relatively moderate-fat diet. And those three things together just caused me to balloon to that 260 pounds. I was a size 18 going into a size 20, which maybe for your male listeners, doesn't really mean too much, but women will know what I'm talking about. Cause the, the sizing for women is a whole nother, you know, podcast in and of itself, but, um, I was getting big and, because I was sedentary and my knee was injured and I couldn't work out, it just got worse and worse and worse. And that went on until about 2010 when a friend of mine introduced me to CrossFit and Mark Sisson's Primal Blueprint. And I had done Everything up to that point to try and lose weight. I was starving myself. I was counting calories. I tried Jenny Craig. I did Weight Watchers, like you name it. And I just about tried it. Uh, ironically, the only thing that ever really helped was the Atkins diet, which is literally nothing but meat for a certain amount of time. And then you start to add things back in. Well, whenever I added things back in, the weight came back. So nothing worked for me to get the weight off and keep it off. And then I started reading uh, Mark Sisson's uh, MarksDailyApple.com. And that's where my journey started on the low carb diet. And I started reading articles like why grains are unhealthy for you and why you should avoid unsaturated fats and seed oils and refined sugar and how these things affect your body. And I became fascinated by the fact that those ingredients are in so many things and they have so many different names and they are hidden deep in the ingredients. And they are these highly inflammatory, addictive chemicals that they put in these foods. And as I started learning more, I'm like, is there a conspiracy to get people sick and make them, crave these foods. That's just this perpetuated cycle of get you sick and then treat you with pharmaceuticals. So anyway, I very quickly started to lose weight with the primal blueprint. And I got down to about 180 pounds, which, which was a tremendous amount of weight uh, to lose. And I really did it purely through eating. I didn't really work out. It wasn't until later that I would start to get into CrossFit. Um, and then in 2018, I'll never forget it. It was the day before Thanksgiving. I started reading an article called the dangers of a plant-based diet, and it outlined all the different parts of the plants from the leaves to the stems, to the seeds, to the fruit, to the roots. Um, and what you find in those plant components, the different anti-nutrients that prevent you from absorbing certain nutrients. I mean, it's kind of a big deal. And if you have a diet heavy in plants, These chemicals bioaccumulate. Like they've just found out that oxalates, which are found in things like spinach and kale and leafy green vegetables, oxalates break down into raphides, which are little needles. They're they're basically needles. They're splinters, and they will lodge in your kidneys to create oxalate calcium kidney stones they lodge in your thyroid, which is a big player in hypothyroidism. And they just found out that they can cross the blood brain barrier and can contribute to Alzheimer's and dementia. So I, I read this and I'm going, I cannot take another bite of a vegetable because I know too much now. And that was really when Sean Baker, Was becoming kind of a big deal, and people were seeing this this you know huge dude who was eating nothing but meat, winning rowing competitions, deadlifting seven hundred pounds, eating nothing but ribeyes. And I'm like, well, let's try it. And the worst thing that happens is it doesn't work, and we go back to eating vegetables, and it's no big deal. But what ended up happening was I lost. I think it was 12 pounds in 10 days of just water weight. My stomach was insanely flat for the first time in my really my entire life. Um, I had visible abs, which was awesome. And I knew then that I was probably never going to go back unless I started experiencing long-term issues. Uh, But I can tell you that it's been three and a half years since November 2018, and I have never felt better in my life.
0: It's a similar situation with myself, not as weight, um, because I've been pretty active most of my life. Mm -hmm. But my issue was my asthma and uh, my allergies. And then when I started reading uh, the book by Dr. Stephen Gundry on the, um, The Plant Paradox, uh-huh. and he explained like you know the different anti-nutrients and different plant foods mm-hmm. grains and even if we're not talking about process we know process is bad I don't think anybody's going to question that right but when we're talking about just plants in general there are a lot of anti-nutrients because that's what they use to defend themselves from being eaten yes. by, eaten by predators and at first I was like this this is stupid like we're talking about plants are healthy I mean told that all my life but that's how no
1: superfood. Some...
0: right it's superfood yeah. what the heck and I started taking them out of my diet and I started feeling better. Now, yeah. I'm not gonna lie, I'm not going to say I don't I haven't reintroduced them into my diet and I have, but it, it's it's very minimal in mm-hmm. um in compared to the uh the meat, the amount of meat that I eat. It's extremely minimal. And there are reasons why I do that as far as keep my blood sugar steady and I, I I have a short on that, so I'm not gonna get into all that, however. But it three three years in, I've reversed my asthma. I'm I'm yeah. off. That's All my awesome. medications don't have any allergies because my allergies to pollen is what was causing my asthma. Right. Reduce my inflammation, heal my gut, and I'm completely good, better than when I was on medication by oh, making this I changes. love hearing that. <laughs> so there is a, it's, it's not a fat diet, people. There are the carnivore diet can be very beneficial. And I also want to add just a side on um processed foods, most people are sugar addicted, right? Yeah especially people who are overweight and they're not just are they sugar addicted, but they're not addicted to fruits and vegetables. They're addicted to processed crap. Yeah. And you have to keep that in mind as well. And a carnivore diet is, even if you transition into it, which we're going to get into ways mm-hmm. to begin a carnivore diet, getting to the point to where you're on a more meat-based carnivore diet, not only can help to lower the inflammation, but can help to get rid of your um, your addiction because of the the, the change that goes on um, within your body itself, the physiological changes. So just think about it as you listen to this episode, if you are struggling to get that weight off, especially if you tried everything known to man. Now, I have a, I have a question for you though, that you're, you're the expert here. Are there any possible drawbacks to the carnivore diet? And what are the benefits to this type of, this way of eating? Let's
1: see, benefits and drawbacks. So probably the biggest drawback, which depending on how you want to frame it, could be a benefit, um, my social life took a hit. And it's pretty difficult to keep the same group of friends if what you do largely consists of going out and eating or drinking, which to be fair, as humans a lot of our social interactions focus on food and eating and having a good time and sitting down at a a really nice restaurant to celebrate something. Uh, And I found that when I, when I really first started uh, the carnivore diet, since I came from a world of binge eating. I used to have a, a, well, I guess I do still have a binge eating disorder, but it's, it's in remission uh, because of the carnivore diet. And if I was faced with, since I'm in Texas, we have the bottomless, you know, bags of uh, uh, chips whenever you go to a Mexican restaurant. And so they'll just keep bringing them to you. And I used to not be able to control myself. If they were in front of me, I would eat them. And so a large part of the journey that has been a benefit for me has been learning the difference between if I am an abstainer or if I am a moderator. And, and we can touch on that a little bit later, the difference between abstainer and moderator, whenever you first start the carnivore diet. Um, But the, it, it was difficult in the beginning to begin the carnivore diet. There are definitely a lot of physical changes that, that your body goes through. You are, you know, ultimately doing surgery on your mitochondria to change the type of fuel that your body uses. And so there is a, there's a, not a learning curve, but a, I guess a learning curve for your body to learn to adapt to the new way of eating. Uh, but the benefits, far outweigh any of the negatives that I have experienced on this, because if you have a group of friends that doesn't want you to hang out because you're not eating a type of food that they're eating, are they really your friends? So, you know, if, if you've got someone in your life that either doesn't want you to, or even actively works against you meeting your goals, is that person a friend, you know? So, Ultimately, in the long run, it benefited me because I was able to to shed a lot of dead weight, so to speak, in terms of just toxic people in my life that I was keeping around because of nostalgia reasons or, well, you know, we've been friends for so long. But carnivore really showed me who my real friends are, who were supportive and curious as opposed to negative and and afraid for me and but i mean the benefits i i have effortless energy throughout the day my weight management is super easy i put on muscle if if it is my goal to put on muscle it is super simple to put on muscle i've had strength gains my recovery is faster i have zero brain fog throughout the day i have very few cravings for sugary things and if i do experience a craving it's very easy for me to take a step back and kind of observe that craving and let it pass rather than getting all food anxious about it or feeling like i have to have something or i won't be okay i i experienced a lot of that even on the primal um with the the plant stuff that was still in my diet it was still affecting my gut and that's where a lot of those things come from. So, definitely, benefits outweigh any negatives, hands down.
0: We have very similar experiences. I want to add to that too, because I made mean that. I talked about my asthma, and my eggs and my um allergies, which I don't mm-hmm. experience anything named seasonal allergies anymore. My I used mm-hmm. to have really bad eczema. Eczema, quote unquote, runs in my family. That's a different discussion. Same, big um, same. Yep. Eczema gone. No yeah. fluids whatsoever. I don't yeah. have my acne, no bumps on my skin, nothing. Because mm-hmm. we don't, a lot of times we don't realize that that's chronic inflammation and our body is telling us that we, we, we have chronic inflammation, it's expressing yes. itself. So being on a higher, uh, especially we talk about clean, organic, grass fed, grass finished meat, can be extremely beneficial in healing that chronic inflammation and help you with your cravings. Same thing. I, I, um, I don't get cravings and people look at me like I'm like I have two heads when I say I can look at a piece of cake and be like, OK, <laughs> you know, I'll yeah. eat, I'll, I'm not saying I've never eaten cake or I wouldn't. But I'm saying that mm-hmm. I can look at it and be like, OK, and just move on. Doesn't yeah. bother me whatsoever. I absolutely do not get cravings. And if I when I was on vacation in Jamaica a couple of months ago if I ate something, it wasn't because I physically wanted it is because people would tell me, oh, you're on vacation, do this, do that. Like, All right, whatever. Mm-hmm. And I'll just do it. I just became a habit. But in my day to day, I don't get cravings. I can look at anything and just turn it away. Now I can't really look at a steak and turn it away because you know, right? kind of a, I like when on Instagram and you post like your, your, um, your lunches or your dinners or breakfast or whatever. And I'm like, that's me. Just give me a glass of wine and I'm set. (laughs) Um, So yeah, there are countless benefits to eating this way if you can eat this way. Um, And I got to stop here and do say though that if you're not working with a medical professional or licensed health professionals, please do so before making any kind of changes, especially a drastic change like this. Um, Kimberly is a board certified wellness coach and she is someone that you can work with in this capacity as well so i just want to stop and make sure i clarify that don't just go on carnivore and keto because you heard that it was cool on the um my, the matter of mind experience because i don't want to get right. that email from hr so let's talk about omad a little bit though because i have a short one okay. of omad um and i know it can uh, it can be it can be helpful when combined with the carnivore diet so first let my audience know what is omad and how can you combine it with the carnivore diet
1: so OMAD is, stands for one meal a day, O-M-A-D, it's an acronym for that. Uh, there are different types of eating on the carnivore diet. OMAD is one of them. Another one is two MAD, uh, two meals a day, or three MAD, or, you know, however, you, if you just want to snack on bacon and cheese all day, I guess you can do that too. Um, but for me personally on my carnivore journey I went from that three meals a day to two meals a day to one meal a day and it started by skipping breakfast and then I went to two mods so I'd have a a big lunch and kind of a smaller dinner and now about four or five o'clock I eat All of my calories in a day. So, to be very clear, OMAD does not mean that you are on a calorie deficit. It just means that in one sitting, you eat all of your calories, all of your macros, whatever that looks like for you. And it can help for people who need to heal their guts when you are constantly eating. And like on a, on a bodybuilder's diet, they recommend that you eat like six meals a day of, you know, chicken and rice and vegetables and whatever it is that you're eating. Um, even for someone who has insulin resistance in order to avoid a blood sugar crash, you need to eat six small meals a day that is giving your gut lining, your metabolic system zero time to rest. And you know very well that if you are if you have goals and you're trying to put on muscle, a huge part of that is rest and recovery. And if you don't allow your system to just go oh, you know for just a second without having to constantly work, you're not going to get that recovery that that you're looking for. so in in my case, a large tool that I have used has been the Omad. And that has worked really well for me, and i I don't know that I would necessarily encourage everyone to do Omad, but it's definitely something to try,
0: yeah, and it's I have a short on omad. I have a particular stance on it, not that I'm not necessarily against it, but most people can't jump into omad um. Okay because especially if, if you have a high sugar metabolism and uh and as if and then if you're male versus female the timing is a little bit different as well as far as the yes. timing piece of it so people if you're not familiar with that short go back and listen to it i think it's about 10 to 12 minutes one of my weekend shorts and just kind of just learn more about omad and how you may transition into it if you are if you're thinking about doing so, because it can get dangerous, especially if you have underlying health issues or if you have a sugar-based, meta- sugar-based metabolism. And I think in your case, how you kind of transition from three to two to one makes more sense because then you're, you're 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 training your metabolism to run on a different fuel. And then once you're running on that type of fuel and your body can stay consistent, so that you have more lipase, more fat burning enzymes, and your body become more consistent running on fat, you can go a longer time frame with not eating per se in a fasted window. Um, I interviewed uh, Jonathan Wolf from Zoe Nutrition. Uh, They run the largest nutrition study in the world. And one of the things that they mentioned was most humans are always in a post-digestive state, even when we're sleeping, because we eat, we eat, we eat, we eat, we eat, but our body never recovers. So unless you're a bodybuilder or you're training for specific sport or something, you don't want to be eating that much. I'm not giving any medical medical advice. Again, I don't want HR to come after me, but I'm going to say this, that I've worked with uh, endocrinologists and doctors who say that eating six times a day is nonsense. It's about how what you eat so you can keep your blood sugar steady. If you're diabetic, you may want to think about a CGM where you can see how different foods impact your blood sugar instead of just eating six times a day just for the hell of it. So, you know, there are other things you can you can think of without having to put yourself in that post-digestive state all the time. Yeah. And and I have a follow-up OMAD question for you. Is there a situation where you would not recommend OMAD?
1: I would not recommend OMAD to someone who's, first of all, just not feeling it. If if you are not in a season where if if you feel like you have to force a fast, don't do it. If your stomach is growling and your body is hurting, don't do it. At some point you can force your, I mean, will it kill you? No, the human body can go, you know, well, with that said, this is not medical advice and <laughs> you know, all of that, but The human body physically can go three weeks without food before really shutting down. So will you experience some kind of super detrimental health issue if you go 24 hours without eating? Probably not. Are you going to feel very good if you are not in a metabolic place to be able to handle that? You're probably going to feel like garbage. And I have done some experiments with extended fasting beyond OMAD, where I went for 48 hours. And at the end of that 48 hours, I didn't feel good. And I know that I, like I said, come from a place of of the insulin resistance. I was very overweight. Uh, Diabetes runs in my family. And I know that when you do extended fast from 48 to 72 hours, you can start to reverse insulin resistance. So I think that at 48 hours, I hit that wall where I depleted my insulin. I depleted all of the glucose and I felt like death and I wasn't going to die. You know, I'm a fat burner. And so my body was just reaching the bottom of that that barrel of energy before it really started to kick into deep ketosis and get into like another next level of fat burning. Um, I did break my fast 48 hours. I have not attempted another one, not because of how I felt. I just, I haven't felt like it quite frankly. And in those instances, I would encourage people to push yourself but life's too short to be miserable. So if, if, you're, if Oma's part of your goal, go for it. But if you find that you feel good the way that you're eating, whether it's primal or carnivore or whatever, and Oma doesn't speak to you, if, if that's not something that you just feel compelled to try, if you feel bad whenever you do it, if your energy starts to dip, allow yourself to eat you know feed your beautiful self you oh, oh mod in and of itself as a goal i don't i don't you're not going to get a medal you know just because you eat once a day at the at the end of the day your metabolic health how you feel how you look and how you feel about yourself is more important than whether you meet some arbitrary goal of well he or she only eats once a day and that's the right way to do carnivore so i need to do that too don't play those games with yourself.
0: Don't play those games with yourself. Yeah, I agree. Um, it's that's one of the dangers of quote unquote fat diets. Sometimes, not really even the diet itself is the issue. It's our implementation and yes. our mind of well, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that because it worked for that person. Well, your, meta, your metabolism may be in a different place than the other person. Uh, I've yeah. had people say to me when I so I don't practice OMAD, uh, but however. I don't eat till about 12 o'clock. I get up around 6.30 and I'll eat till 12. And in between that, I do cardio in the morning and I run on fat until I'm ready to break my fast, right? People, have people I've talked to people before say, you know what? Okay, so start off with a 14-hour fasted window. So you wake up, I would time it you ate three hours before bed, you sleep, so wait about three hours or so before you eat again. And their minds completely go, oh my God, I can't do that. And yes. I'm like, you can't do OMAD. Like, you don't even need to think about OMAD because you yeah. can't even go a few <laughs> hours, right? When you get up, when your insulin level is supposed to be high. It's like, you can't even do that. Like, we need to work on why your metabolism, why you're craving sugars at seven, eight uh-huh. o'clock in the morning. Like, yes. we need to work on that first. Like, before you even think about it, right? So you're definitely right. Thank you for sharing. And that's going to lead me to the question of the evening, the hack of the episode the tips for someone who would think about beginning the carnivore diet. The floor is all yours, Kimberly.
1: My first question to someone who wants to begin the carnivore diet is what is your goal? Is your goal weight loss? Is it metabolic health? Is it, you know, you're dealing with some autoimmune stuff. So to someone who's just starting, I don't know how many times I have gotten DMs or emails or, or text messages from, you know, friends, family, clients who are trying the carnivore diet, who says this is really hard. It's not sticking. And oftentimes they're not eating enough total calories or they're not eating enough fat And they think that they're, they're afraid to eat fat. And so they're approaching carnivore diet from a restrictive mindset that if I eat too much fat, I am going to get fat. And in the case of people like Kelly Hogan, when she first started the carnivore diet, she also came from a place of restriction and she ended up gaining 20 pounds when she first started the carnivore diet and she says and i agree with this that any weight that you gain in the beginning of the carnivore diet is weight that your body needed to gain to heal itself so in the beginning throw the scale away maybe don't throw it away but put it in the closet you know i i have a bad habit of weighing myself daily because i want to see you know the the trend of of the way that the scale is going And in the beginning, it can be very tempting to weigh yourself and get really, really frustrated uh, because the scale never really gives you good news, does it? You either only lost a pound, which is bad news. You either didn't lose weight and it stayed the same, which is bad news, or you gained weight, which is bad news. So put the scale away and start focusing on the intrinsic things. How am I feeling? How is my energy? How are my clothes fitting? How am I looking in the mirror? You might start by taking measurements, like get out get out the, the tailor's tape and literally measure your uh, abdominal girth, measure your arms, measure your thighs, measure your neck. So you can see the actual changes in your body, not represented by some arbitrary expression of gravity. When you step on the scale, because there are so many things that go into that number on the scale, gravity fluctuates by the way, a little bit all the time. So, so whatever that scale is saying is not necessarily a representation of the truth. And also remember that you are so much more than a number on a scale that, you know, the way that you feel, the way that you feel about yourself, the way that you look, whether you like what you see in the mirror, your athletic performance, those things are what are important, not the number on the scale. So give yourself time, really, really give it some time because two to three weeks on the carnivore diet, you're just starting to get out of the Kind of the adaptation phase where the headaches are going away and your energy is coming back up as you transition to a fat burner and away from the sugar burner. If you stop at three weeks and you say, I feel kind of poorly, this isn't working, I don't feel that that was really enough time to allow your body to adjust fully to the carnivore diet and get you where you want to go. I would honestly say that probably six to nine months is is a good indicator of how it's going for you. I know that when, like, you know, I said about Kelly Hogan gaining that weight, it took her a couple months to get that weight back off and she changed nothing it was one day she started eating meat. And then the next day she started eating meat and continued on eating meat. And her body just did what it needed to do to heal itself and drop that excess body weight. So to someone who's just starting, go for it. If you feel more comfortable, kind of easing your way into it and slowly removing things from your diet, like if you If you can't live without Caesar salads and that's your, if that's like the it thing for you and you want salad and steak every night, do that. You know, if that's what it takes to get you to stay on track and avoid the blueberry muffin in the morning with the waffles and the syrup and then pizza at lunch and then pasta at night, sandwiches all throughout the day, rock on with your Caesar salads. You know, like we were saying before, don't, don't play games with yourself and think that, that there's a right way to do carnivore. And if you eat a salad, you're failing or whatever. I mean, that's, if you want to get into the whole labels thing, that's technically still keto. And keto is better than the standard American diet by far. So eat enough, make sure you're eating enough fat. The carnivore diet is a high fat diet, or at least that's how it's designed to be. I'd I'd say in the beginning to make sure that you're satisfied, get at least 70% of your calories from saturated animal fat Um, eat enough you know if you're hungry and you're starving that's not going to (laughs) work long term you want satiety um salt your food that's very important humans need salt to live um you can do the electrolyte thing. You cannot do the electrolyte thing. It's, it's really what you need to get you through the adaptation period to see if this diet will help you long-term.
0: And uh, my man, Sean Stevenson, used to always say this. I don't know if he still does, but he also used to always say that if you think eating fat is going to make you fat, that's like saying eating blueberries is going to turn you blue. <laughs>
1: Correct. Yeah. And
0: he's always say that. And I'm, I'm a big fat eater. I've had clients who don't listen to me. And they, after like a few weeks, they're like, I'm not losing weight. I said, well, you're not eating enough food. And I look at them and say, you know, I'm like half your size and I eat twice as much food as you do. And they're like, oh, wow. I said, yeah, because that's why you're supposed to do what I tell you and not what you think you're supposed to be doing. Because if you're starving yourself, trying to lose weight, why did you hire me? Um, So, you know, it doesn't work. Starvation diet doesn't work for so many reasons. And a transition into something else can be beneficial. And I think too, the thing of, you know what, I'm gonna try this diet for a while, it doesn't work. Let me try another diet. Our bodies are very intelligent. And what happens is that our gut enzymes adjust based on how we eat. So if you stop this diet after a few weeks and try another diet, your body, okay, it was making transition towards this diet. Your gut enzymes are changing, like creating more lipase and less amylase. And then boom, you try this other diet. So now now your body has to make a quick turn into something else. And that doesn't work. And then you make another turn. And in your body, your, your gut bacteria, your microbiome, your your enzymes, they never get a chance to really adjust to what you're eating, because you're always jumping around the place with no real direction. That's so it. when you come into something, don't think of it as I'm going to try this to see if it works. But okay. do your research, if you need to, especially again, if you have underlying health problems, speak to a health or medical professional work with someone who can help you and get your get yourself on that path to success um that's very important and with that being said this was a fantastic episode this is the carnivore episode pretty much you broke it down the hacks were great oh i want to add the electrolyte piece by the way because you hint on that too before i run out of here i believe salt is an electrolyte we know that i believe we need to have electrolytes in our diet is very important and if you're going to go into the carnivore and you're moving towards let's say more of a ketosis you want to you want to have electrolytes in your diet that's very important because that can really help with how you feel in the beginning so also think about that as well now your doctor may say well you have high blood pressure you want to eat less salt we'll talk to your doctor about that again that's why it's important to speak to a medical professional or nutritional nutrition professional before you're making your changes so you don't kill yourself right or you don't come after me because i'm not trying to get shut down and with that being said, Kimberly, how can my audience get in touch with you?
1: So you can contact me at believe at choose zero coachingcom You can also find me at at carnivore Kimberly on my Instagram. And those are probably the best two ways to reach me.
0: Perfect. And her contact information will be in the show notes. This one's going to be zicohealth.com-carnivorekimberly. carnivore Kimberly. ZicoHealth.com-Carnivore Kimberly. The uh, show notes, of course, will be in the description of the episode and make it easy for you. Click on it, find out everything you need to know about Kimberly and how to contact her. And with that being said, we're out of here today.
1: All right. Thank you.
0: Thank you. Thanks for joining the Matter Over Mind experience. If you got good content out of this or any of my shows, save, subscribe, and share it with anyone. Needs this information. Remember, always take the scenic route and enjoy the ride.